Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And welcome to day one of our first ever D23 blog pod. If you are new to the podcast, a blog pod is this. It is my audio diary all the way through special Star Wars related events. We'll be doing it next week as well for San Diego Comic Con. That will be our third blog pod at San Diego. And uh, we've also done two at Star Wars Celebrations. And they're the best of fun. We record from in lines, in panels. Whoever we bump into may well end up on the Steel Wars blog pod. And currently, it is 11 o'clock. And I am driving down the 5 freeway in our little car to... D23 in Anaheim. I'll be meeting up with crew down there, driving down solo. Got a liter of water, I'm hydrating, and then I have purchased a highball energy, a cold brew, strong and smooth coffee. Full disclosure, I'm normally a Starbucks double shot can guy, but this one was sitting next to it in the uh, fridge at the service station, I thought. I don't know, it's a bit of a bigger can. It's not the giant corporate brand. Let's give it a shot. Let's coffee drink it forward. All right, so D23, right now, as I drive down, what I'm missing is the Disney Legends presentation where they award legends and it's um i can't remember who got it i think maybe stan lee got it at the last one um no george lucas george lucas got it at the last one but at this one uh mark hamill and our beloved late carrie fisher are both getting it and oprah i believe so what a what a cast. I think maybe Stan Lee might be in this one. I'm not sure, but uh, I know the Star Wars Underworld guys are in there now and they're tweeting it. So we'll talk to those guys about what happened. I was a bit late getting out of LA, packing and all that stuff. It's been a very hectic week and then next week we've got Comic-Con. So uh, yeah, it is uh, It is a weird thing to have the, the back-to-back conventions in Southern California and I've never been to a D23, and I'm, I'm hesitant, I will admit. Um, the big thing, of course, they, they just unveiled the, the Star Wars Land scale model last night. I can't wait to see that. I love scale models of anything. Like, if there's an office building that has a scale model of that office building inside, I'm going inside to check out that scale model. 
there's something about it I, I really enjoy. So, <coughs> pardon me. The yeah, so that got unveiled to uh, some you know private uh, media last night, a little party or soiree. So there's photos all up and down the internet of that. So I can't wait to check that out and uh, try to dissect what's going on. But um, yeah, the, the sort of big panel will be tomorrow and we'll be camping out uh, for this uh, tonight. We're gonna do a live call-in show, which hopefully works out, we'll see. So that will be part of the proceedings where we do call-in shows every week if you're new to the podcast and where you can call in and talk Star Wars. It's talkback radio for Star Wars nerds like me and you. But yeah, the big panel uh, for Star Wars fans is tomorrow morning. That's the one we'll be camping out for. And it's um, the Disney live action preview or something it's called. And, And this sort of... I don't like this... If I have to be honest, it's going to be a mix. I think, you know, there's obviously The Last Jedi. Um, maybe we will get a title for Han Solo. Maybe we'll get something of Han Solo from the set to try to um, steer the media narrative. That's, that's such a catchphrase these days the media narrative. Um, away from all the troubles on set and they'll blow us away with um, some form of um, Han Solo sneak peek. Maybe they'll do that. I don't know. But it's, yeah, so it's, and, and of course Ryan Johnson's going to be there so we heavily expect uh, Last Jedi, uh, like a sizzle clip or something like that. You, you can't take, well reportedly, you cannot take uh, phones or any recording devices in. We'll see about that wink but um not that i want to record i I like to record my reactions not so much the actual um what's going on but so obviously we're going to get something cool i'm not sure how it's going to work if they're not going to release it online you know even though i I love going to these conventions i'm I'm not a fan of not releasing stuff online because someone's going to bootleg it i'm sure I know when they did it for Rogue One at um, the Star Wars Celebration Europe, you know, people still filmed it and it got up there and, you know, you guys are all around the world. It's, it's not your fault you can't drive down this hot, sweaty freeway, which uh, I'm currently, oh, I'm not doing too bad. I'm doing about 35, which is about... 80 k's per hour for everyone back in Australia. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if they're going to release whatever they release or or whatever, but I've got to remember to get a notepad so I can write down notes if I can't take my phone in so I can let you guys know what went down. It's a mixed live-action panel. So, like, I'm a fan of the Marvel movies, and I'm up for seeing a clip from Thor Rangarok, or whatever it's called. Um, do you smell what the Rangarok is cooking? Oh, I might just drive into another truck now to uh, rid myself of myself after that comment. Now, um, so, I just, yeah, it's like Star Wars Lucasfilm is not going to be at San Diego Comic-Con with a panel. They'll have their big pavilion, but no panel, which I reckon... I, I don't know. You don't have a pavilion, have a panel. You know? You know the old saying, in for a pavilion, in for a panel? 
you know that saying that your grandma used to always say who loved comic book movies apparently and studying comic con but yeah so that they, they are not doing a uh, a panel which you know the force awakens panel if you go back and listen to that uh blog pod is that was one of the greatest weekends of my life i, I loved camping out for that one i met so many friends uh, the panel was one of the most exciting things ever it's cherished memories and that's what i like about the fandom is getting these cherished memories and so they're not doing a panel at comic con because they're trying to direct attention to um, this D23 convention, which is only on every two years. But it's a mixed panel. This is what annoys me, Disney. It's, you know, your convention, these are your properties. I just don't like that it's a mixed, like, Marvel and Lucasfilm panel. Oh, there's a big motorbike driving next to me. How real is this podcast? Yeah. Born to disturb my podcast. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Anyway. Yeah, I don't like that it's a mixed panel. Like, give Star Wars its due. Give Marvel its due for that matter. But mainly give Star Wars its due. Like, I want... I think the panel goes for an hour and a half. I just want an hour and a half of Star Wars talk. I don't want... like, and, and as I say, I will be happy to see stuff from Black Panther or Thor or whatever else. Infinity War. Great movies that I, you know, I look forward to seeing. But I'm a Star Wars fan. And I just want hardcore Star Wars. And I think it's, I don't know, it's a weird thing that you've got your own convention with these properties at your own but yet you're watering down these properties with a mixed thing I wonder who will headline surely Star Wars goes on uh, last I wonder that's interesting I wonder what makes more money a year in box office Star Wars or Marvel obviously Marvel uh, has to put out more films to compete It'd have to be Star Wars, because they're doing billions. Anyway, we'll, 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 we'll look into that. Maybe I'm wrong, because Civil War did do very well. Anyway, so um, that's what we're in for. I'm heading down. I've currently got 26 minutes to go before I get there. And, uh, yeah, so I'm not, like, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see all my friends. Um, I'm a little bit wary of the vibe of D23. If it's a little bit, I don't know, Kids Choice Awards or a bit too much of a corporate um, like sales device. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, obviously Star Wars is all about selling stuff and I like buying the stuff. But I'm just, I don't know, it's, it's weird. I, I'm, I'm just not sure what it's going to be like. You know, I, like Star Wars Celebration, I love the vibe. It's perfect. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, it's crowded as all hell, but I love the vibe as well. It's 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 like something that's naturally evolved over time. So I'm I'm hoping that by the end of the uh, these blog pod podcasts, there will be three of them, that uh, one for each day, that I'm like, oh yeah, D23, 
It's the best. I was. I, I shouldn't have been so apprehensive. But um, yeah, we'll see. That's what we're going in for. Alrighty, guys. It is a quarter to twelve, and I'm parked. I'm in Anaheim. It was so weird to drive past Disneyland, and I'm not going to go in there. No. But I guess I get to go D23. And I parked next to a car whose number plate is X-Wing Bot, which is X-W-I-N-G-P-L-T, X-Wing Pilot. So I left some stickers under their windscreen wiper, which I hope they enjoy. So enjoy X-Wing Pilot. And they've got really cool Death Star sort of like fluffy dices on their rear vision mirror. So, yeah. X-Wing Pilot. You've been called out for having a cool number plate. All right, let's see what we can find out. Bye. All right, you guys, it is almost one o'clock and we are in D23, actually in the Star Wars Land exhibit. Yeah. And we are joined by our old friends from the Star Wars Underworlds. Star Wars Underwound? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> I want any, anyone can go to either side and they'll yeah. know. <laughs> the Star Wars Underworld, uh, Dominic Jones and Chris Siegel, how are you guys doing? I am so excited that we use shrink ray tech to uh, shrink ourselves down to the size of the model to walk around Star Wars land. <laughs> it's so fun. What? They've got that? Yeah. Does, oh my gosh, this bug is huge. This is Disney, so it would, they, they own Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, right? Yeah, they, they own that. They own Inner Space. Yeah. Is that one of those? Yeah, we should um, be able to get down there. Yeah, so we're in front of this, like, I don't know what it's think, like a 30 foot wide yeah, scale model. Something 30 or 50. I think they said 50 foot, but I, I don't know. Okay, guys, it's big. <laughs> it's big. It's big. There's a Millennium Falcon. There's a uh, First Order TIE Fighter. Well, this is how big it is. You can barely see the Millennium Falcon. And the Falcon's like. It's buried. Like, like at the four back. Foot, four foot wide. Yeah. Yeah. It's massive. And um, I was I was saying to Chris, they've got all these sort of see-through figures. Like Not to, enough of them. Yeah, to resemble people. And it's like, yeah, they, they should have upped the budget. Yeah. Because <laughs> that thing's going to be... Yeah. I can't even imagine how... Like opening day. Uh, yeah, how uh, excruciating... Like dangerous it yeah. would be. Oh, that's that's gonna be like the worst the worst parts of Comic Con all day, all yeah. the time. No Com- escape. Comic Con times Disney. Yeah. Uh, what, what what are you guys seeing that you like? Uh, everything. Okay. I, it's kind of it's kind of hard to pick one thing. Yeah. I, I not actually on the model, but outside they have these other displays. There's this land speeder that they have. I don't really know why, but it's like captured my imagination, and I want to see more of that. Oh, the land speeder. The land speeder out there. It's kind of like a speeder bike mixed with um, the thing that Anakin and Padme are riding in on Tatooine in episode two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, so that's from... For some reason, I thought that was from The Last Jedi. No, I think it's for this. Or it could be The Last Jedi, yeah. It connects it. I'd be okay with that. Oh, because, yeah, there's an A-wing out the front. Yeah, there's an A-wing in here, too. There is. It's by the the (laughs) X-wing. Oh, so that's how big the model is, everyone. There's an A-wing, and I haven't seen it. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of little things in there. The thing that I think is exciting is just how big and tall some of the buildings and structures are. Like, you're going to be in there, and you're going to be looking up, and you're going to feel like completely immersed inside it. Yeah, and the cliff cliff faces are so high around. 
Yeah. Of, it's like when you go into the Cars world at California yes. Adventure and you feel like you're exactly. in this weird Californian cartoon. And because we went to, in England, the Empire Strikes Back, right. um, the, I can't even remember what it's called now, Secret Cinema. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they had the immersive Tatooine. And this is going to be immersive as well. Yeah. And, yeah. But on such a bigger scale. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. And what, when, after you're in the, like, the immersive thing for about half an hour, mm-hmm. you really got into it. Okay. I was, was going to ask, like, how long it takes to get, get over the fact that these are people who are essentially saying nonsense words at you and you're supposed to play along. Once I saw Imperials hassling Uncle Owen and Aparu <laughs> and we all started booing the Stormtroopers. Nice. I was in. You're, you bought in. <laughs> nice. I was signed up. I was, I was ready to like, I was like, you know, like in the 80s when wrestling fans would get too caught up and they'd take it seriously. I, yes, I remember all of the 80s steel. Oh, no, but I'm just, <laughs> just from pop culture, you little smart sure, ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go back to Canada, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys went to the... The Disney, Legends. Yeah, the Legends. Legends. Yeah. And you got to see Carrie and Mark get become Legends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, how was that? It's cool. Uh, the, you know, did you, they, they do actually do a pretty good job with the Disney Legends ceremony as a whole. Like, I'm not a big Disney person outside of Star Wars, but... They, I can appreciate like the craftsmanship and the uh, the performances that are done because they do bring in people from like the Disney Broadway shows and stuff and they come yeah. and sing and dance and that sort of thing. So that's kind of cool. They, they had a couple performances by the Dancing with the Stars cast, yeah. which was interesting. And, and so it's it's like an award show. So like you know like at the oh, Oscars okay. or at the Emmys, yeah. in between the presentations, they'll so, be. So what song? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Did they sing for Mark Hamill? They didn't have a song for Mark Hamill. I, I'd imagine he'd get up and do his own. Yeah, yeah. Did he, give a <laughs> he did give a speech, and it kept going and going and going and going and going. Hey, I've listened to a few of your podcasts, mate. Chill out. <laughs> it was a very Mark Hamill speech. Okay. Uh, but it was a good one. He, he did a very nice speech. They didn't have anybody to accept on behalf of Carrie. Uh, I think Billy Lord was supposed to do it, her daughter, but she was busy, so Bob Iger just read this letter that Billy had sent him about her mother. I would have done it. Yeah, you should yeah, you should have gone up there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have Mark go up and accept on her behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what about Oprah? Oprah was cool. Like, yeah, that was awesome. It's one of those things, like, I can't say I've ever really watched the Oprah show or anything, but just knowing her from... What a liar. <laughs> <laughs> More of a like Sally what? Jesse guy, yeah. I am. <laughs> Dr. We, did, Phil, we didn't get way. any free stuff uh, under the seats, yeah, no, though. That was disappointing. No, the best the best part about the Oprah thing for me was that I took a picture and I sent it to my mom, and this is the one time my mom was actually like, I wish I was there, too. <laughs> so my mom finally got it for a minute, well, what these conventions were like. Maybe in 12 hours you can send a photo from us all camping out in the line, <laughs> yeah. and that will, that will ease her jealousy. Yeah, she's like, oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, so are you guys camping out? You're going to be yep. in the game? Yes. Do the line. All right, well, we're going to do a call-in show. So what I, I want people to call in from the line. Oh, like, <laughs> oh that would be awesome. <laughs> like, I just want to be able to, like, wave. And go, yeah. yeah, over there. <laughs> That's great. All right, cool. Let's, let's have fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. We're stuck together for the next two weeks. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> All right, you guys, it is about 1.30, and I am honoured to be talking with John, who's an executive producer of Imagineering at, uh, for Disney. We're in front of this amazing model. I was pretty excited, or very excited, let's be honest, about the Star Wars land, but I'm just as impressed by the model. How long did the actual model take to make? You know, this model um, has been a labor of love for so many of us at Imagineering. We've been working on it for um, about 18 months, and it's so fantastic to have the opportunity to finally show it publicly. It's been locked away in a building at Imagineering in Glendale, so this is really exciting for all of us to share it with all of you. It's incredible. The fact that I you know, looked at it all and then had not seen that like an A-Wing, for instance, was parked somewhere. I still haven't seen the A-Wing. I'm not... <laughs> This is like the Where's Waldo of models. It's pretty dense with information. It is, definitely. So a year and a half. How many people are working on this? You know, I probably 15 to 20 total. With, when you think about the sculptors doing the rock work and the, the architects doing the buildings and the paint and all of it, 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 was, it was a really collaborative effort. Now, this is a scale model yes. of the, uh, the Star Wars land that is coming. Yes. So are both of them going to be fairly identical in Star Wars? Yeah, very similar. So what you're looking at today is a half-inch scale model model uh, representing 14 acres of expansion both at Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World and it um, the, very similar the content is very much the same if you think about the two parks they're laid out very differently so the entrances and the way they sort of weave into the fabric of those two parks will be different is there a scale model of this scale model and how long did that one take uh, to make you know our whole process involves many many study models so we started a much smaller scale we don't go to half inch right away we do a lot of eighth inch and quarter inch studies in rough foam core and clay and those are used and evaluated by our art directors and creative teams and then when decisions get made at the smaller scale we start going up to a larger scale like the one you see here. So this was 18 months. How long is the entire project from conception to yeah. now? So typically on a, on a project of this scale we're anywhere in the three to five years. Sometimes it's up to seven years in duration for the development of a project. We started a process called Blue Sky which is the very first ideation phase and that can last anywhere from six six months to a year on, on its own. So we've been on this for, you know, we announced this project at D23 two years ago. Um, Bob Iger did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were already well underway two years ago. So, you know, it, it'll be our typical project life cycle, you know, somewhere in that five-year range. And if the internet is telling me the truth, you're aiming to open in 2019? Correct. Along with that year's D23? Uh, yeah, not, not to coincide with D23, but uh, we've announced the opening year of 2019 on both coasts, both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. What about the actual attractions and the rides? Is there right. much that you can discuss about that at this you know, time? We, there are two signature attractions as part of this expansion. There's the Millennium Falcon Adventure where guests will actually have a chance to get inside the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, that iconic ship that we've watched for over 40 years now in the movies and actually pilot it first person. And each time they're on that attraction, it's going to be a unique experience customized by the decisions that they make while on board. There's a second attraction 
action that is an epic battle between First Order and the Resistance. We haven't said much more than that at this point, but believe me, I'm the actual executive producer on that attraction, and it is epic. It okay. redefines the word epic. Okay, I've seen some interesting photos from fans posting and some some familiar silhouettes in, yes. in iron that are, I guess now would be covered up by a building. Is the park, or the land I should say, completely immersive? as far as like with advertising and and like that concessions that sort of stuff right I I think this is probably the most immersive fully immersive in story experience we've ever crafted and we've been doing this now for 62 years um, you know with Disneyland right across the street in 1955 and I think each each thing that we've added to our parks and each park that we built from scratch has taken level of immersion and quality to a whole nother level this one I think because of the love of the, the brand and the passion that the fans have, we've all taken this very seriously and made sure that every detail delivers on the the signature Star Wars experience. So you can imagine the proprietors in the shops are all going to be in story. You're going to see characters both familiar and new at every turn in the land. The attractions are going to be completely immersive. So yeah, I think think it's a very immersive experience. Okay, so we won't be sort of seeing like the Mickey Mouse as a Jedi. It'll be more Jedi. I I think you will have left your own planet to travel to this planet when you walk through the gates of this uh, of this land. Okay, because I went in London, there was an Empire Strikes Back secret cinema. Yes, how was that? Did you enjoy it? It was amazing. Several of our team members got to go too and they loved it. They I, said it I was great. I thought it might have been a, a good one for you guys yeah. to go to. While it didn't have you know none of the detail of this, after about 20, 30 minutes, you were, you know, I, once I saw stormtroopers arguing with Aunt Baru, I was, mm-hmm. I was in, I mm-hmm. was in. Mm-hmm. There was a currency that you bought everything for, like galactic credits, which amazingly, yeah. This is really interesting. The currency between Galactic Credits and UK Pounds, it's one for one. It's amazing, coincidentally. They achieved parody for the entire length (laughs) of the screenings. Well done, well done. With Star Tours, which is your uh, long-running attraction for Star Wars, it's adjustable for new films and and new adventures. Is there those sort of provisions made in the Star Wars land? Ah, You know, I think you you look at the future of this franchise going forward and under the leadership of Kathleen Kennedy and the incredible Lucasfilm team, there's a lot of new content coming. So I think we've built some flexibility in the land. You know, we haven't locked into a specific time or place. Mm -hmm. So I think we've got a lot of flexibility to tell a whole lot of stories going forward. Excellent. My final question, which is very important to many Star Wars fans, is this canon? Is this part of the official timeline in Star Wars lore? You know, this is such a great year because this is the 40th anniversary of the original Star Wars film, A New Hope, as you know, and also the 30th anniversary of Star Tours and our partnership with Lucasfilm. So I think on this project, we've taken that partnership to a whole nother level. So the Lucasfilm story team is embedded in our theme park team, and the Lucasfilm art department, some of the art around us, has been collaborative collaboratively produced with uh, the Lucasfilm art team. So yes, it is a seamless integration into canon. It is authentic and it is genuinely Star Wars. Could fans maybe look forward to maybe like a novel or a comic that sort of intertwines with the story in the way? I, I think there'll be all kinds of connectivity coming in the future. Yeah, so stay tuned. Awesome. I, this is going to be my favorite line to be in for all my life. That's I think. awesome. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks, John. Thank you. All right, you guys, it's been a while between breaks. It's like uh, 25 to 10, 
and we've been hanging out in the line for a little while and then we went to the bar and had some drinks with previous guests Ash Crozen and the Brez and even Stephen Stanton and now we're getting ushered in so we've picked up the sweet banana lounges that I purchased weeks earlier for this. I was actually almost at 7-Eleven and Brittany from San Diego called me and said, what was the line that you said, Brittany, that I had to come back? I was like, Steel, I'm going to be honest. Like, you're not going to make it. I'm going to be honest. That was, that's what made me come back. I was so close to a case of beer and uh, very sad, very sad. While I've got him here, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring on a special guest, the master of karate. How you doing, Sal? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, man? You just popped in to uh, wish us well. You're in my neighborhood, man. So I just popped in. I figured I could hang out with you guys for like half an hour before ten o'clock rolls around and they bump you guys inside. Are you gonna podcast on Sunday night? Probably. Probably. Better. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have something to talk about. But I'm not so sure at the moment. Well, you'll be able to tell me what happened either way. Oh, yeah, 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 true, 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 true. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to be like, okay, okay, walk me through. You sat down, then what? Then what? And then I'm going to invi- build a little, like, rectangle in my head and you guys are going to, like, paint the whole word picture for me. It's just going to be an entire podcast about um, Civil War. Or, no, no, uh, Secret. <laughs> yeah. What is it, what is it called? Black Panther or, like, Doctor Strange 2 or whatever. What, what's the big thing? Infinity War. There you go. Yeah, Infinity War. Yeah. What an informed... I, I don't even know the name of the movie. I, I'm excited about it, everyone. Don't get angry <laughs> at me, Marvel guys. But uh, what else has been happening, mate? Nothing much, dude. It's, uh, you know, weekend time. D23 looks interesting in the dark. Uh, like I said, it's convenient. So I just popped by to see who was, who's doing what. And I knew I'd find you guys, so... <laughs> Figured might as well take that trip. He's such a Canaan. <laughs> Do you ever feel that, that you like have his personality a little bit? Maybe in that I'm not a very good Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like pretty good and I got skills, but yeah, I also like don't play by all of the rules. Hey, yeah. and you love getting blind. Am I right? Uh, I missed that high five just so everybody knows I missed it. Bad Jedi. Bad Jedi. Me in the head. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, we'll hang out. Our airtime has ended, but I'll talk to you now in real life. <laughs> We're still holding the mics to each other. Yeah. Okay, it is now 9.48. And we're going to try to do a call-in show as we go through security. What could go wrong? Everything. Yay. Hey guys, thus concludes part one of our D23 blog pod coverage. Now, if you want to run things in perfect chronological order, next show you should listen to is the Steel Wars Colin Show episode 36 that breaks the boundaries of podcasting as we live stream a podcast as I go through security at D23 to arrive in the overnight line. It is it is edgy stuff, you guys. It is edgy stuff. I think it's a little bit chaotic, but it should be a good listen. And then straight after that, we will have the final part two of our blog pod from D23. Also, while you're on the internet... 
hit our YouTube channel. It is youtube.com forward slash steel wars. We have just put up a hilarious new clip featuring Jenny Nicholson from our recent live show at Meltdown Comics' Nerd Melt Theatre. And it's really funny. So check that out at youtube.com forward slash steel wars. Also, while we are sizzling, we have got some brand new t-shirts and stickers on the merch store for Rippers. I am really happy about those. So go to steelwars.com forward slash merch. There are new stickers and four new tees for pre-order. There is a limited amount of each print in the first run. So if you want to get in, hit that up. Thanks so much for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, please drop us a retweet on Twitter or share us on Facebook. If you haven't already, go to iTunes and write up one of those sweet five-star reviews. It is so appreciated. If you want to hear more, even more Steel Wars stuff, I do weekly Q&As, and I also do a very special show called Making Steel Wars with Jason Ward, which I'm about to record a new episode today, I hope. Uh, Join the Steel Wars Patreon. Uh, For just $3 a month, you get full access to every Steel Wars thing ever recorded. LA Podfest, our very special Star Wars celebration live show with a erotic fan fiction read with Maud Garrett. It is really funny. Plus all the extended versions of the call-in shows, Q&As, and so much more. So many interviews. There is getting a close to 300 episodes for you and they all download directly to your podcast app of choice whether it be on your phone or on your desktop so check that out at patreon.com forward slash steel wars your support of a couple of bucks each month to keep the show running sure is appreciated shout out to all our friends on the making star wars podcast network if you want to hear some other voices in Star Wars, we've got the Making Star Wars is now. This is podcasting, the mothership with all the week's news and rumors. Uh, Rebel Girl, the Cantina cast dissecting. There's some great um, breakdowns of the D23 footage with the Cantina cast and also Blue Harvest. Just posted up a great breakdown of all that footage as well. There's Rogue One, a podcast for wieners, all that good stuff. If you go to makingstarwars.net and click on the podcast network little link, that works out good. Now head on over to that call-in show and may that force be with you.
it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 